coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. Why do you want to quit yelling? Well, I was raised um, in a really wonderful home, but both of my parents um, would resort to, to yelling. Let me reframe something. There were some really fun moments, and your parents did love you. You were raised in an abusive household. What up, what up? Hey, everybody. We're at a barn raising here on the Dr. John Deloney Show. Are we? I don't even know what that is. Are we barn raising? We're not barn raising. No. Kelly's like, we're for sure not. We're having a rather timid, mild podcast. Hey, if you want to be on the show, give me a call. 1-844-693-3291. That's 1-844-693-3291. And we'll, you leave a message, we'll holler back girl at you, and it will be cool. Unless you ain't no hollerback girl, then we will not. If you want to um, go via the internet, go to johndeloney.com slash ask, A-S-K, and fill out the form. That's F-O-R-M. And it will just go to Kelly and Jenna, and then we will get it rocking and rolling. If you're not into barn raisins, then you've come to the right place. We're probably more square dance than disco, wouldn't you agree? We're not really good dancers. We're just taking a walkers. You are. I'm not. I say we as a show. This isn't a good dance show. This is more of a vacuum your house kind of show. <laughs> like a mow the yard kind of show. All right, let's go to Becky in Tulsa. What's up, Becky? Hey there. Welcome to the barn raisin. How we doing? <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling. How can I help? Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. Um, I'm having an issue in my marriage that I, I feel like I've come to a breaking point. So I just need some advice. Okay. Um, my husband and I are a blended family. He has two children and I have one and we've been married for almost 10 years. We took a class on blending families before we got married and uh, followed the advice, putting our money together. And, um, it's, it hasn't been an easy relationship from the beginning. Um, and so there's a lot that's gone on between then and now. Um, but one of the main issues that's happening right now is related to money. So um, we had our money together. When we were married, my uh, son was nine and then his kids were teenagers. And so um, I kept aside the child support that I received from my son's dad. And we paid child support for his kids. Um, my husband was very unhappy that I kept the child support separate because he felt like he had no say in how that money was spent. And he was right. His, he was right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, that should have gone into the pot just to help pay the bills to take care of your kids. But well, we because we were paying on his kids and. My son, I used that exclusively to pay for like sports, band, different things that I didn't put into our household budget. I just paid for that with the child support. Right. And so anyway, anyway that's, not the, that's not the question though, but keep going. So the, over the years, so after his kids aged out of child support, he was um, insistent that we then set aside money for their support out of our budget just continuing. And, um, so that has continued over the last several years until now they're in there. One's 22 and one is 25. They live at home with their mom. One isn't working. They don't have a good relationship with their dad. And so I went to him 
last summer and just said, you know, I think it's time that we stop setting aside money for them because they're adults and we can help them on a case by case basis. If you know, they're in a situation that they need help. But, um, I think it's time that we take that out of our budget and we'll do the same for my son when he's, you know, of that same age. And he was so angry that he then separated our money. And that has just caused a a ton of issues for me. I mean, I make about half of what he makes. I'm working several jobs now. I have, he am shouldered with like our car. He has a free car through work. So I'm responsible for all things related to our car now. So, so, Um, so I was a super immature response and, um, I would be willing to bet that that money separation issue and the holding it back and this is this and this is mine and that's yours. That's just symptomatic of some deeper rift in your marriage. This has probably been there for a long time. Ultimately, um, how can I help you? So he said in our conversations around this that he doesn't answer to me in the finances. And he said that multiple times. We've, we've been in therapy throughout our marriage over different times. Um, there's a lot going on. Like you said, there's, we think maybe possibly, um, high functioning autism. He's just come to that realization in the last few weeks. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, but he has, and even in through therapy and all that has never backed down from the position that he does not answer to me financially. And I, I don't know. I feel like that broke our vows. Like I'm really struggling with seeing how to continue forward if that is the view. Well, it's because it's I think less we do answer to each other. Yeah, it's I mean every thought and action should be in service to your marriage. Right? So it's it's it even is deeper than who, because that's the question I get a lot is like, all right, so we're split. Who gets to make the final call? And mm-hmm. usually if you have, if you have whittled away a decision in your marriage and it is final call, there's something else going on. Yeah. Right. It, it, there's, there's decisions that are made that are the right decision for my family that I don't like, or that I would have chose, I, like if I was on my own, I would have done differently, but it's the right thing for our family. A friend of mine's taking a new job. They're moving to Nashville. Um, I don't think they're excited about leaving their friends. I guess there's hard stuff, but it's in service to something bigger, which is our marriage, right? So it's it, it, he's not looking at it the right way. And what about your relationship have you set up that it's pitted itself that way, that he feels like it's you versus him? My guess would be, and this is just one of probably several, when we're all on the same page, except I got this little pot that I'm just going to not budget. I'm just going to spend it however I want to. Mm-hmm. And that is, maybe that was crack number one in this unified foundation. We went to a class. This is how we're going to do this. We're all going to come together. But yeah, I'm going to keep this little thing on the side. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so it, there's no good to go back because over. That's happened and it's over and done with. Um, but here, and here we are, what else is going on in this marriage? Cause there's something else. I mean, there's a lot of things from the beginning. He, um, no, let's get, let's go to right now. 
In- right intimacy now. scale of one to 10. 10 being incredible, peel the wallpaper off. Intimacy one is like, I don't even know that guy. It's a one. Okay. What about um, conversations about where we're going to eat? Like what for dinner and stuff like that. 10 being like, you pick. No, you pick. Oh, I'll eat anywhere. And one is like, this is what we're having. Um, it's, it's pretty low. Okay. Pretty low on that scale. When's the last I time mean, you we went, were, went on vacation uh, together? No. Um, we went last summer. How was it? With my family. Okay. One. One. Because you went with your it's, family. So, well, it's, yeah, it's, yes. it's not good. Not so good. he and he and both of his children are, in theory, on the autism spectrum. So any kind of disruption and routine is difficult. So... It's, I mean, and this is new, so I'm not even sure, like he hasn't been officially diagnosed, but it would explain like a lot of the meltdowns. He's had extreme jealousy. But, 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 but I've worked really closely with high functioning autistic, brilliant folks. And when I know that there's a different style of communication, a different level of clarity in the communication and Mm -hmm. changes again, everybody's different. And there's not, we're not even talking about a diagnostic here. But um, that one does not automatically equal the other, right? So money is a, money is a symptom here. I, what I'm yeah. saying is, just because you go on vacation doesn't mean everybody with high functioning autism is going to throw a fit. Well, that is what happens. <laughs> well, well, I know, and what I'm saying is, if there's not right. a alteration of communication if there's not a weekly or monthly budget slash calendar meeting that happens every time so that we can review hey here's where we were here's what's coming down the road so that when we well, get we to do what, that do what we did that we okay. did do that we had a monthly budget together in it like we did it together except you had your side your side pocket yes yes i mean that that's a big yes. deal and but he's had his as well i, I i'm <laughs> Here's what you got to do. You've got to take ownership of you. All of this conversation, you keep rolling back to him. He did this thing. He did this thing. He did this thing. Great. He might have. The only person on planet Earth you can change or control is you, your thoughts and your actions. So the question you have to ask yourself is, do I want to be married? What am I willing to go all in on? And how am I willing to do this? And it's probably going to start with a, um, hey, I shouldn't have done what I did. Or I wish I could go back and do that over. Can we stop the combative you versus me language? You and you, you have to do a thing for me. Or you don't run, uh, you, I don't answer to you. Can we stop that language and just completely scratch this thing, control, alt, delete, and say, okay, let's build something different. If you don't want to do that, then that's a whole different conversation, right? If you do want to stay married, then you're going to have to rebuild something different than what you have. And that starts with you taking ownership of your participation and your role in what you have right now. Yes, your husband may have autism and you may look back and go, whoa, that really explains a lot. We had a lot of challenges in the past with communication and with frustration and with um, all sorts of, of processing. And I wanted him to read my mind and read my thoughts and he didn't do that. And then I got mad. There could be a whole backlog of that. Great. That's cool. The question you have to ask yourself is, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? The, the statement of, I don't answer to you, 
about money, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. That's the uh, Jerry Maguire moment, right? What you got to do is get beneath that and say, what's really going on here? And do we want to save this marriage? My hope is you do. And if you do, it starts with you. We'll be right back. It seems like everybody's talking about how crazy the housing market is right now and how powerless homebuyers feel. Mix that with the stress of moving and life change and job change, and you've got a tornado of anxiety fueling one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. This is not a good idea. So if you're a new home buyer right now, my advice to you is to focus on what you can control, like the people you choose to help you in the home buying process. You need folks like my friends at Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is a Ramsey trusted provider that's been helping people with their home mortgages for decades. And their home buyer edge program will help you skip a bunch of the stress. Here's how it works. Apply to become a Churchill certified home buyer and cap your interest rate for 90 days. Then you'll get a $5,000 seller guarantee to help your offer stand out. So go ahead, take a deep breath because Churchill has your back. Check them out at churchillmortgage.com slash Deloney and get the home buyer edge today. All right, we're back. Let's go to Michaela in Washington. What's up, Michaela? Hi, Dr. John. How, How are you doing? Are you? I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah, I'm so glad to be talking with you today. I'm glad to be talking with you. What's up? <laughs> well, I'm calling to ask your advice. Hey, do me, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Can you talk directly into your phone? Oh, yes. Yeah, there we okay. go. Perfect. Okay, so I'm calling to ask your advice on how to stop yelling or raising my voice to my kids. And for tools on how to help my kids learn to listen to my voice when it's calm instead of them waiting until I've raised it. Ooh, that's a good question. Why do you want to quit <laughs> yelling? Um, well, I was raised um, in a really wonderful home, but both of my parents um, would resort to, to yelling. Okay, so let me, and, uh, let me reframe something. Okay. You were raised in an abusive household. And there were some really fun moments, and your parents did love you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yelling is abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's an unpopular yeah. sentiment, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. I want to reframe your childhood for you. Okay. What you experienced as a kid was you felt the responsibility of regulating your parents' emotional well being. Because if you did a thing, they set off, right? Yeah. And so the abuse comes, the trauma comes from a child having to carry the parent's emotional well-being. And children are not that strong. They're not designed for that sort of weight. Mm. Right? And so that's what you've done your whole life. And then, like most of us, you parent the way you were parented, right? So tell me more. Right, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I've listened to you for a couple of years now and I, I've heard you just tell parents that you just stop. If you want to stop yelling, you just stop. <laughs> and and it's, at first I was like, oh, how do you even do that? And then I heard you one time compare it to like, if you were to want to stop hitting somebody, you would just stop hitting. You wouldn't say I'm trying to stop. And that's that was really um, impactful to me. Because I don't even I'm remember like, saying right. that, but that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> well, I, I just, it, it hit me because I was like, oh my goodness, I have no excuse. I just have to stop. Yeah. And so I right, talk on your phone, talk on your phone. And 
Yeah, sorry, I keep moving away. Um, I've been working on it, and I feel like it's been really good lately. I just, I don't, I don't know how to to get my kids. I've my two oldest are pretty good about listening the first time, but the youngest are, you know, it's harder for them, and I just don't want to have to resort to raising my voice. Okay, so I'll I'm going to comment on one thing you just said, and then we'll circle back. You never have to resort to raising your voice ever. Hmm. You never do. That's a choice. That is a okay. nuclear option. That's a choice. I will put one caveat. My kid's running into the street and they don't see a car coming. I'm going to scream my head off. Mm-hmm. If I walk up on a group of kids beating up one of my children, I'm going to get real, real, real loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, little Timmy doesn't take the, the, the trash out. And I've told him four times, I'm not yelling. I'm yeah. not going to say, all right, that's enough adult. Now it's time for me to act like a child. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So circling back okay. here is, um, and I got this from James clear. I think it's just, it's been a shapeshifter for me. So I want you to start with the identity in mind, not the tactics and the goals and the strategies. Okay. Okay. The identity is. I am a person who never yells, period. That's just who I am. I don't yell. The same as like, I don't like, I'm just a guy that doesn't get drunk. I don't like, I I just, I don't like, I don't, I don't even like feeling drink too. I don't like it. I don't feel good. I'm just that guy. I'm a Mm -hmm. guy that takes care of his body. So I like to exercise, right? Whatever the, whatever the thing is. So you are, as of today, I'm a person who never yells. And so what I have to do now that I've established that identity is backfill that with actions that make that possible. Okay. I am a person who never lets my kids have control over my emotions. They're not strong enough to do that. I'm not going to give them that power because they're kids. They don't have permission to hurt my feelings or make me mad. I can choose, and this is the language I use in my house. I am choosing to be frustrated right now because I want my kids to never think that they have the strength or power to make me frustrated. I'm not going to give them that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to give that to my neighbors. I'm not going to give that to politicians. I'm going to choose. If you say something that's objectively offensive or ugly, or I think it's going to get the whole country killed or something, I will say I'm choosing to be really pissed off right now. I'm choosing anger. Not because mm-hmm. I'm choosing this, not you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So decide you will never, never, never yell. And then create a lifestyle that backs up the identity. So here's how you do that. You find the moments when you're about to yell. And you're going to think it's about the issue and it's usually not. Usually it's about a period of nobody's paying attention to me, my husband included. Yeah. Or I'm exhausted. Or Mm -hmm. I have a set of values and y'all, it's not about, um, it's not that you're not, you're not, um, taking your food off the table. That's not the issue. The issue is I've been working here on dinner for four hours Mm -hmm. and then I made it and then I cleaned it and you don't even have the decency to walk that thing nine feet to the sink. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. There's a level of injustice that rises up, and what happens is the kid who's nine goes, "Good God, it's a plate in a sink, lady." Yeah, and then you feel crazy, and that makes you even more mad. Yeah, and so what we want to do is we want to identify the moments when I'm about to yell, and it's if I want to stop eating gummy candies, I want to stop smoking weed, I want to stop grabbing an extra drink, an extra drink. I'm going to look for those moments that that push me over and I'm going to be really, here's the magic. I'm going to be curious about it, not judgmental. Okay. Why is my body feeling like it has to get this loud over a knuckleheaded nine-year-old who didn't take the trash out? Mm-hmm. Why? And it might be because you that's just your your brain defaults there because that's how you were parented and that's how your parents were parented and then here we are, right? Yeah. Get to the root of why you're angry or why you're hurting, why you feel like you have to be a volcano. Yeah. And all okay. of that backs up identity. So here's how this, this – and I think I've talked about on the show. I'm not sure if I have. Here's the thread I pulled from me. Um, on Sunday afternoons, um, I was unpleasant to be around. I wasn't mean. I was just a, I was radioactive. I was just an energetic presence that just sent the messages to my family. Y'all need to be away. I just felt annoyed. And my wife brought that up because I, then my family would not want to be around me. And then I would overreact to try to get like, why don't y'all want to be around me? And then I started poking and messing (laughs) with the kids, which made them not want to be around me more. And then I'd get grumpy. Uh And then everybody, (laughs) so I just, I created a centrifuge that made it people unable to be around me. And then I got hurt that they weren't around me. And yeah. so my wife brought that up and I was like, oh man, I don't want to be that guy. And so I started pulling the thread on why am I grumpy on Sundays? I like my work. I like going to work. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tired because I stay up too late on Saturdays when I'm watching the fights all the time or going to concerts or whatever. I don't like getting up at seven o'clock to go to church, or whatever, but I like going to church and I like seeing my people, my friends there. And so I, I had these different like, I like exercise. Like, so what was the thread? And when I pulled it back, you know where it started? Friday night. Where? Hmm. I'd get home from work after a week of eating right and exercising and work, 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 work. And then I would murder an entire large pizza myself. Hmm. And I'd have two or three beers and I would be all bloaty and gassed out and all carved out of my mind. And that's not a beautiful picture, I know. And then I would sleep in an extra hour on Saturday instead of getting up. And then I wouldn't lift. And then, and so I started a chain reaction on Friday that mm-hmm. culminated in an exhausted, grumpy mutt on Sunday. Yeah. And that makes sense. so, you know what really stinks? I had to quit eating pizza on Friday nights. And I had to commit to getting up early, no matter what, on Saturdays and going to exercise. And mm-hmm. that has begun to shape shift my Sunday afternoons. Okay? Wow. Okay. So I tell you that I was a journey of curiosity. Well, what about this? Yeah. And well, what about that? And maybe it's because, right? But all of it was a backfill of I am a guy that my kids want to be around on Sundays. Yeah. I want to be a joy to be around. And yeah, me too. Everything mm-hmm. works back. Right. So can we commit? Will you commit together? Yes. Yeah, like, I, I will never yell. I will never give my kids the power to affect me emotionally like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. I'm, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm going to do it. There we go. I'm going to. Yes. You can. Yeah. 
Well, and, and that helps having that, um, like you said, to pull that thread, because I think that's probably where most of it comes from is my own frustrations with who knows what, but not, but being out of touch with that and something just sparks it, you know, and <clears throat> can I tell you, not, can I tell like you a, not listening. a common one with young children yeah. is a sense of powerlessness mm. and a sense of if they're not doing what I say, it is representative that I'm failing as a parent. And if you're a stay-at-home parent, that's my only job, and I'm failing at my job. They are my walking scorecard, and I'm failing. Yeah, so that's I, exactly it. I want to free you from that. That's not the case. Nine-year-olds do nine-year-old stuff. Yeah. Okay? One thing, you've heard me say this a million times, and I'll keep saying it. It would really be helpful if you created a set of family values. One of them is I don't yell. You need to get in front of your kids and say, I've been handling this wrong and I'm sorry, I'm going to make some changes in my life. And when okay. I do yell, y'all call me out on it. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's good. Sit down and tell them, listen, we're going to make a series of family values. I'm going to hang it on the wall. This is who we are. And listen, when they don't take the trash out, you call them in and say, it breaks my heart that you chose to fill in the blank um, consequence. Mm-hmm. I hate that you chose to not go fishing this weekend. I hate that because you love fishing. I love taking you fishing and you chose not to by not doing that. Yeah. They own the choice. <clears throat> I don't have to yell. They're owning the consequence. But mama, dude, that's you chose that. That's a strange chose, choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fishing's way more fun than <laughs> I mean, it's 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 5 hours of fun versus 8 seconds of taking the trash out, but that's what you chose. It's strange, but you see what I'm saying? I'm holding that so loosely. Yeah. There's no reason to yell. None, none, none. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I, the the choosing I thing I've, I've been using on my five year old. I heard you mention that before, and I've been like, you know, <laughs> when she's having those hard days, I'm like you're choosing this consequence right now because you're not. You know, I've been using those words, mm-hmm. but I don't use them on myself. And there um, we go. I'm, you and, and <laughs> so let me hold the mirror up. You are choosing to yell. Yeah. Don't make that choice. You're choosing to do things upstream or experience things upstream or to not have hard conversations with your husband or your extended family or whatever these challenges are coming up river. You're choosing to not and you're taking it out on your kids at the bottom of the, of the creek. Mm-hmm. And so hear me say this as sternly as I can. Yelling is trauma. Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay. Yeah. I believe yep. that you're committed to not. I am. Cool. Yes, because I know what it's. Yes, absolutely. Take back control of the emotional regulation and, and make that an adult thing, not a kid thing. Cool. Okay. Cool. Hey, sounds good. You're eight. Here's what you're doing. I don't want you to miss this. You are changing your family tree. Mm. You are healing family trauma and creating a new family legacy. This is hard. You'll stumble at it. You'll mess up, and you're going to come away with scars. And it's exhausting and it's frustrating and it's worth every minute. Because you're going to have grandkids that you have not met yet. They're going to have parents that handle their idiotic eight-year-oldness differently because of the work you did. That's good. Yep. You're changing yeah. family trees and I'm proud of you and it's hard and you can do it. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. One of the most common questions I get on my show is how do you get something off your chest, right? Like a deep secret that you've never told anyone, or maybe it's something that happened to you. 
Or maybe it's something you've done that you're ashamed about or worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption across your life. All of us, every single one of us, have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's often so hard to know where to start. If you need to get something off your chest and you don't have a safe person to talk to, you may want to try therapy. Therapy is a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. And if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's convenient, it's super flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule, whatever your schedule happens to be. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra money. Listen, it's time to get those secrets off your chest. Start with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, we are back. Let's go to Carrie in Des Moines. In Des Moines, what's up? Hi, how are you? I'm rocking on. How are you? Good. What's up? Okay, so um, I am calling for some guidance, I guess, um, in relation to my my kids. Um, about nine months ago, I found out that my husband was having an affair with my best friend. Oh, um, no. I'm sorry. I know. It's horrible. Um, she actually also used to work at our church. Um, so there's like Why not? this whole faith, Why not? faith concept. Yeah, right, right. You've got one more. Um, what else? I know. Uh, yes. Uh, let me tell you. Did she keep your kids too I mean. on the weekends? Probably. Who knows? Jeez Louise. I'm so sorry, dude. Yep. That's the nope. worst. No, nope. you're right there. <laughs> oh, why not? I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, me too. Um, but our divorce was very quick. Um, the other side's divorce um, definitely is taking longer. Um, but my concern is the kids. Uh, throughout all of this, I've tried very, very hard to you know keep them out of the middle of it. Um, and I will fully admit that I've made mistakes, but I think, um, I'm learning that my ex-husband is a narcissist, which is very hard for me to admit. Um, but now that that control is off of me, um, I feel like it's onto the kids and I don't, I'm just really struggling with how to, how to best parent them by myself. Um, knowing that we're, we split our time 50, 50, um, it's just, it's just brutal, and, and I don't know <laughs> what to do. Yeah, so number one, absolutely who cares about the other divorce? I don't care right. about it. I don't want to know about it. I'm not going to do I'm not going to talk to anybody, but anybody brings it up, I'm going to stop and say, I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. You shouldn't know, and that thing's final. How about that? Okay. That's how far away I want you from that. It doesn't matter. She okay. is not your concern and not your life. If okay. she chooses to be in relationship, continue in relationship with your with your ex husband, and y'all get they get married or something like that, then there will be some very hard adult conversations that have to happen because she adult will be conversations between adults. Yeah, no, you okay. and her, and you okay. and your ex, because she's okay. going to be in proximity, hanging out with your children. That's already happening. Okay, so there needs to be oh, some I- very clear. Not yet. There needs to be some very clear conversations with her, I mean, with you and your ex about your expectations, about how the relationship with your kids. Be careful about lobbing diagnostics, meaning 
I don't care if your husband's a diagnosed, diagnosed narcissist. I care how he treats you. Sure. And one would impact the other. But right now, that diagnostic doesn't matter. What matters is if my husband is lying to my children, if he's not showing up, if he's blaming them for things, taking their money, if he's doing things like that, um, using power to coerce them into doing things, things that narcissists do, then mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. deal with the behaviors. I'm not going to okay. point back to the diagnostics. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So for example, he um, has blocked certain people from my daughter's phone um, that he pays for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they happen to be my friends just because he doesn't think that they're good people or something. Um, so hold so on. He, he's are- their dad. And when she's on his property, he's allowed to do that. You can okay. get him a different phone. It's still right. his daughter's phone. Right. Okay. All okay. Right? Now, when she comes back to your house, she can have a separate phone if you want to do that. Uh, I don't want to have to do that. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a pain. Um, or you can um, you can have your friends over when your kids are over, and you can just sure. they can have yeah. human conversations, right? So all I have to right. say is, right. yeah, he can do that. If that's the if that's the game he wants to play, so be it. Okay. Okay. And, hmm. and hey, here's the thing. Nothing is good moving forward here. Hmm, that's this encouraging. Is, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is all <laughs> sifting through the ashes of a burned down home to try to find pictures that you can still see. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got to build mm-hmm. something new. Mm-hmm. And, so how do I do that? <laughs> well, it's not, this is nine months away. Your whole world blew up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you haven't stopped and grieved this thing. Nope. Yes. You have to. Yeah, I don't want to. I know. <laughs> I know. But here's the thing, okay? How many kids you got? Two. How old are they? 11 and 8. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are a powder keg of hurt right now. Mm-hmm. And you are strong as bloody hell, right? Yep. Yep. And you have taken out a bunch of plywood, even though it's super expensive at the store right now. And you yeah. have... <laughs> bolted that pain down inside your yep, chest and that's where it goes. Yep. And it still puts off heat. Yep. And your kids are getting burned. Yeah. Yes. And here's the problem. They think it's their fault. Yes, they do. And they don't deserve that. Nope, they don't. You don't either. I know I don't, but I care more about them. It doesn't matter. The best way to care about them is to care about you. And if you don't deal with that 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 nuclear reactor in there, it will yeah. leak out all over your insides. You're going to end up with all kind of weird stuff. Game. Okay? So okay. you got to deal with it. The greatest gift you can give your kids is to let them see you be sad and heartbroken and devastated and still in control of yourself. And to see you have friends come over and take them out because mommy's hurting. All those things. Yeah. Because right now they feel the gap. They feel the tension. They feel dad's rage. They feel dad's hurt and this and the drop off and all. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering, what did we do? Sure. Mm-hmm. My, my eight-year-old um, keeps saying, if, if I do have sad moments or, or hard times, he will frequently say, it's over. Mom, the big D, that's what he calls it. Mm-hmm. The big D is over. Yeah. Um, and that's hard too, because I'm like, no, it's not, honey. We, we're going to live with this forever. Yeah. Um, and so just, I don't know. I don't know how to help them wrap their I, head I around think, everything. I think it's happened. teaching them that the, 
it's a great moment for gift. Like grief goes on for a while. It mm-hmm. hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pain mm-hmm. hurts and loss mm-hmm. hurts. And this is what mm-hmm. it looks like. And so there is ways to be honest. And when they run into life, life hits them in the mouth, which it will. And mm-hmm. none of us want that for our kids, but it will. And for them, it mm-hmm. already has, right? Um, right? But when it does again, they will have a picture of, oh, that's what grief looks like. And this is a healthy way to deal with this thing. And healthy looks like sometimes crying so hard I can't breathe. And okay. sometimes it looks like mom goes and sees a counselor. Okay. Because, hey, you had plans. Mm-hmm. You had pictures of what Thanksgiving was going to look like when your son had brought home whoever. Yep, exactly. And it's all different now. You got to grieve the picture. <sighs> but they're, they're hurting so much. I, yes, so yes. I, I, ha- I feel like I have to focus on them. Like, I'm fine. I will you're be not. Fine, but- you're not. <laughs> you got okay, double betrayed. The person you would have called... To tell yeah. them that your husband cheated on you was the other woman. Yep. You are correct. That is scorched earth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to somebody who I think is still in shock. And you sprinted so fast through the divorce to get yes. that thing done. Yep. <laughs> Honey, there's a reckoning coming for you. And it's best if you have it on your own terms. What does that mean? That means your body's going to shut you down soon. Oh. Okay. Okay. It will start looking like anxiety. It will start looking like rage. It will start looking like anger. It will look like trust issues. It will look like I can't sleep. Oh, I've already had all of that. Oh, not have. It'll be present. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying you're worth being well. Sure. And that means I got to sit in this for a season. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, just, let, let me just <laughs> Did you think you can just move on? Just keep going? No, I I don't, but I feel like I have dealt with some of it. Um yeah, sure, I totally still have trust issues and, and the waves of this whole thing are insane. I go from anger to to just sad to okay, I'm good to Okay. Uh, all right, so you are you're working through it. You are. You are. I am. I truly believe that I am. Yes. Okay. All right, you are. Okay. So I I take but that I'm back. Also, I'm also uh, very stubborn and refuse to let this affect my kids. So it, I will do whatever I have to do and go through whatever hell I have to go through um, in order for my kids to come out of this okay. And so that's, that's, yes, I'm dealing with myself. I have an immense amount of friends who are incredibly great Christian women. Um, Hold on. And you, I'm so, your, your husband dragged your kids through hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad. Mm-hmm. You, you, should be, you should be raged out mad. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm talking you're, to you, so I'm not showing that. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I got that. I got that. You're trying to protect them from something that's already happened to them. Yeah. But it's still happening. That's what I'm struggling with. It's, because it's he's going still putting to. Them in the middle. It's going to. Because your <sighs> husband knows what happened. And the moment mm-hmm. this new person moves in, there's going to be a new stark reality because he's got his new person and he went with him. And he what? And he went with him. Oh, yeah. He more than likely did not like who he had become in relationship with you. Yeah. I, yeah. But dude, do you really have to sleep with my bed? I mean, you know what I mean? No, he absolutely (laughs) didn't. Nope, didn't at all. Didn't at all. Didn't at all. 
And so now my kids too are seeing, oh, that's mom's best friend who, who used to be super involved in our church and work at the church. Mm-hmm. And now th- this is what's happening. I have mean, you, have you ah. sat down with your kids and said, mommy's best friend really hurt mom. And so we are not oh, friends absolutely. anymore. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And so the best they can in their 11-year-old little hearts and minds and their eight-year-old little hearts and minds, that, we're going to have that conversation and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bring that person up anymore. Oh. And I would say things like, I prefer to not talk about her right now. Thank you. Okay. Okay. You don't have to like engage that. every one of these conversations. Okay. The conversations about um, I'm not safe or I'm being hurt, or those are absolutely, we're going to have those conversations. Okay. And okay. when and your I've, kids get to be middle schoolers and they start to try to weaponize all this because their pain is just bizarre and strange, like a, like a like a bouncy ball inside their chest and they're trying to figure it all yeah. out, then we'll be like, well, she lets us fill in the blank. And mm-hmm. you will have to swallow your soul and go, mm-hmm. yeah, she does. But here at my house, we don't do that. Sure. And that would be hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not going to- I hadn't really thought of the whole don't engage thing. So I like that. Yeah. Now, listen, you don't want your kids feeling like they're on an island. Oh, uh, no, I know. That's also a concern of mine. Right. Yes. Yeah. They can come to you with anything. I don't, I don't choose to have a conversation about her right now. Thank you so much for, for bringing that to me. Or are you safe? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, my eight-year-old has kind of changed to um, saying frequently that no one likes him, that mm-hmm. everyone hates him. Um, and so I give him as much reassurance as possible, but that's really draining as well, as well as the emotional drops that they, oh, that's what I call them, when they, when they come back from dad's house. Like all these emotions are just dumped right at, right. at my house, and yep. we go through this roller coaster of crazy. Yep. Um, but do you have any suggestions on that? Um, your son is—that's shame. Shame. That is this pain inside your son saying, "What did I do?" Okay. 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 And fewer words, more touching. Okay. Fewer words, more just sitting down watching a show together and snuggling up. Okay. And right. making sure he's got purpose and role in your, in your home. Okay. A lot of times there's guilt from parents. I don't want them to feel like they got to come here and do chores or I don't want to feel like they need a role. They need participation. Actually, I went through that. Okay. I, I definitely went through that. So now I'm trying to re-implement that because um, I learned that that was not a good way to handle it. Okay. So bring him along. You want to give him okay. a good gift? Go to Michael's or go to uh, Hobby Lobby. I just talked about this on the last call. Get a big... 36-inch um, canvas, art canvas, and okay. then get some paints or whatever, and it's going to look ridiculous yeah. unless you're uh, one of those Pinterest moms, and if you are, congratulations. <laughs> and y'all decide, we're, we are creating new family values here. What is that going to look like? And order their favorite foods, and y'all have a fun night doing it. And y'all okay. write it out on a piece of paper, and then you paint it all together, and you hang it in your living room. And this okay. becomes a touch point that they got to participate in because they matter. Oh, I like that. Okay. They're, okay. they, right now they feel completely powerless and it's just a bunch of hurt and they have these fantasies that y'all are going to get back together and we'll figure this whole thing out and we'll just get back to quote unquote normal. And then the big D happened and they're like, okay, it's already happened. So it's over, but there's still the fantasy. And that's going to be another level of devastation. If you or your husband gets remarried, all that stuff will, is part of this process. There's no okay. way to shelter them from that pain. What you can do is give them a foundation that they can absorb that pain from. Oh, I like that. Okay. 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 And you are playing a really, really long game here. A long game. You're playing a 25, 21, 18. 
they look back and say, my mom's, my mom loved us through, through a mess. Mom walked alongside us. Mom brought us into this deal. And um, I had a role at mom's house. And giving a kid, seeing a kid, giving them value and giving them purpose, that goes a long way. Kids are really resilient when they have those three things. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, we are back. Dude, you're not going to believe this. Um, I've, I've been hoping we could talk about this on the show, and we've he's never given me permission. Um, James Giles is a massive Enrique Iglesias fan. Like, borderline pathological. Um, he's obsessed with Enrique. If you get in his car, guarantee there's a CD in there. If you go take his headphones off while he's editing shows, guarantee he's listening to Enrique, Enrique, Enrique. It's all we've talked about, Enrique, Enrique, Enrique. That's where he got so obsessed with Fender guitars because all Enrique's guys were blaring out these Telecasters or whatever. And so I've been saying, dude, let's talk about that on the show. And he's like, no, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Um, even though I'm super fan number one, um, I have EI tattooed on my chest. Like, I, I'm super fan. Uh, I just want to talk about it yet. And today's the day. Today's the day. And so um, during the break, he brought in the lyrics. He's like, this is my favorite one of Enrique's songs. And so here we go. If I'm, I'm channeling my inner James Childs, but the greatest song ever is Hero by Enrique Iglesias. And it goes like this. Let me be your hero. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? Would you cry if you saw me crying? Would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble if I touched your lips? Would you laugh? Oh, please tell me this. Now would you die for the one you loved? Hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. Can you just hear James singing this song? I kiss, kiss your, away the pain. I will stand by you forever. You can take my breath away. James Childs, you take my breath away. We'll see you soon. So much gaslighting. Coming up on the next episode, what are you seeing as the state of relationships? Yeah, they're a mess. We don't know how to stand up for ourselves and be loving at the same time. We don't know how to listen to our partners and not get defensive. We don't know how to repair when the wheels come off. We don't know how to negotiate. Our non-relational, patriarchal, individualistic culture does not teach men and women the skills we need to pull this off. I love that you call them skills. 